0: Talk about life. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to Creatively Relating. I'm Viana Novis, and this first episode is a little primer for the show. Give you a sense of what's ahead. And now, one thing we should start with is uh, I like to talk, which will be evident by the fact that these episodes are about two hours each. And I'm working on it, I'm working on being more concise. And I really do enjoy the space to sit and explore an idea with another person or by myself and pick and poke at it until we maybe get somewhere. You'll hear in these longer episodes uh, me kind of circling over an idea again and again. And I've gone back and forth about trying to make these episodes shorter, but the reality is this is what feels good. So this is what I'm going to give you. I enjoy the opportunity to use voice to connect and share stories. So this show, it's conversational, and it's focused on relational wellness through the lens of creativity. When I have guests, rather than doing interviews with them, you're going to get to hear us having a conversation and relating to each other in real time. I love this format. It has been so much fun to create and communicate with people and think about the guests that are coming on and what type of conversation can be had that will actually be of value for people instead of coming in with a list of questions and a lot of research, just coming in and meeting people as they are in the moment with what they have. On the show, we'll explore many different aspects of relating. I take that as a very wide lens. And it includes for me relating to self, to culture, systems, lineage, time, language, community, and of course our intimate interpersonal relationships, which for some of us, myself included, are the most difficult ones. Some episodes of the show will just be me speaking into a microphone alone in a room. It's fun for me. I hope it's fun for you. And some episodes will have guests. Those ones are extra fun for me. Uh, I will also have space to take your questions. So right now I'm doing that on Instagram. Eventually as the community grows, I will shift that over to Patreon. So if you want to have a question answered on the show, uh, being a patron will be the place to do it. But for right now, I'm doing that on Instagram. You can follow me at viana.novus V-Y-A-N-A dot N-O-V-U-S. That's where I'll take your questions for those community Q&A's. And then along the way, I'll also include some bonus shorty episodes where you'll get to hear some of my writing and poetry. And I delight in the opportunity to share that with my voice and with the cadence that it comes through me with. That's very fun for me. At the end of every full length episode, there will be a segment called creatively exploring where I'll share a writing prompt for you to dive into your relationship with the episodes content. And to start, I'm keeping things pretty simple. As the show unfolds, I may take it a little deeper. But I want to just float it out and see how it's feeling to you first. So please feel free to call in and give your thoughts on the writing prompts. How they're working for you. If they're working for you, if they're stirring anything, if they're too simple. I would love to know that. But I want to just ease into the water here and see how it lands. I'm happy to give more context and create a little bit more of an environment around the exercise instead of just giving a question or keep it simple and just give questions and let you interpret it however you decide. So if you wanna call in, there's a creatively relating hotline, voicemail, phone number, whatever we wanna call it. You can call one 2 relate one 273 5283 Call in anytime, share your thoughts, And in the beginning, I would really love to hear what you think about this segment, Creatively Exploring, and how we can make it more impactful. You're an essential part of that segment working. Also, the show, uh, this is for your convenience and also equally, maybe more so for my pleasure. (laughs) The show is color-coded, so you can easily flip through and find which episodes are just me and which episodes have guests. I have a sense that some of you may really enjoy hearing me talk into a microphone alone for two hours, and that some of you may fucking hate it. And that is okay. We may have a difference about how we feel about that. And your difference is welcomed here. If you just enjoy the episodes of me talking to a guest, by all means, only listen to those episodes. If you enjoy all of it, Who gives a fuck? If you don't want to hear me talking to people that you don't know, then you can just listen to me. I hope that the color coding makes it easy for you. And if it doesn't, I'm still enjoying it. So it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Color is a thing you will hear me talk about a lot on the show. Some of you may already have an experience with me in this realm. It's an area where I fascinate and delight over the complexity And the absolute mundane nature of this realm of study, if we can call it that, I struggle here because color is so expansive. It weaves together so many layers of existence. And it's personal. And we create this shared reality through our relationship to it. And how I relate to color informs so much about how I relate to people and the world at large, plants, the earth, mycelium, animals, all of it, all the realms. Color is a bridge for me. It helps me understand myself in relationship to others. And it's a foundational aspect of what will inform my perspective here on this show. So it's something you'll hear me talk about. I will probably do an episode that's just me talking about color to give you that foundation. But I want to just give you a little sprinkle here and let you know, oh, it's coming. There's more here. There's so much more here. There's more here than I could possibly study in my entire lifetime. And that thrills me. The opportunity to be a forever student to something as mundane as color. Oh, I love it. I love it. (sighs) Okay. I want to share with you a little bit about how I'm feeling in the world right now. And it feels tough because overall, I feel pretty uninterested in leading with my identity markers and far more interested in relating, which requires being in the moment and receiving what's on offer that day, leaving space for growth and change. And in this world that we live in, we are oversaturated with information. And identity markers do have value in the context of our societal fabric. So I hold my identity loosely and also with great regard. I... Balance the paradox to the best of my ability, though many days I just fall flat on my face, making an effort to balance. And that is just where I am (laughs) with this. I just am struggling to translate my experience into words. Um, That's a common experience for me. I'm far more drawn to movement and color and sound, which I guess is pretty funny when you pair that with the fact that I have a podcast. But I do genuinely love talking to people. My struggle with words is part of the thing that leads me to being a little bloated when I speak. (laughs) A lot of the time that I take up is grappling, making sound effects, making facial expressions that you cannot see, trying to figure out how to translate the way I experience words into words that you can understand. I struggle here so much. Uh, I recently learned the word for this. Didn't know. Synesthesia. It's experiencing words as colors and shapes and sounds. So there's that. I have a word. (laughs) I have a word now to describe how strange of an experience I have with words. How lovely. (laughs) So words for me... They have density, they move, some of them glow, some of them are really dull and very uninteresting. There's a whole world. There's a whole world of experience when people talk to me and I really have a hard time putting words to other words. So you're far more likely to hear me on the show define words through sensation and color and emotion and things outside of uh, a dictionary definition. <laughs> and in this, given my different relationship to language, uh, I often misuse words. I will use them completely wrong, and I'm learning about that. <laughs> it's uh, it's been right in front of my face a lot recently. To be like, oh oh yeah, no, I thought that meant a totally different thing and I've been using that incorrectly for years. So um, you will probably hear that. You will probably hear me mispronounce a lot of words. If you hear me misusing a word consistently, please feel free to call in and share that information because I likely have no idea. (laughs) And I, there was a moment in my life when I would have felt a lot of shame about that about not being smart enough. I'm using air quotes here. But the reality is, I just don't really give a fuck. If I'm misusing a word, that's just a piece of information as that I don't have. This word means this thing to everyone else. And the experience I have with that word, which is a sensation and an emotion and a color, is different than the dictionary definition. I don't have anymore a relationship to misusing a word as being a reflection of my intelligence i misuse words because my relationship to them is a little strange it's not gonna fit in the dictionary so yeah feel free to call in like i'm not gonna have any shame spiral and even if i did that's my responsibility and i'm inviting you to give me that feedback so come on give me what you got if you hear me fucking things up please let me know you're hearing me swear a lot you should know i enjoy swearing and i have no intention or desire to stop swearing so if you don't like swearing probably not the show for you unless you want to work on cultivating a relationship with also not giving a fuck <laughs> that's what i've got um on the language front one more thing i want to share if you fascinate over language and how we as humans have such unique relationships to language I have a series that I just started recently on Instagram called Curiously Exploring, where I pick and poke at the definitions of words that fascinate me. And I pair that with my personal experience and exploring what, uh, when I'm having that, when I'm experiencing that word, what my congruence is. So, what I'm experiencing in relationship to that word. And then also prompts for you to explore how you relate to them. So, If you're interested in this topic, even if you use words correctly, (laughs) maybe that might still be a fun thing for you. And if you experience language like me, please come check it out because I would love to hear how other folks in my strange camp experience words. (laughs) I would love to hear how all of you experience them regardless of what your relationship is. I fascinate over this stuff. Okay, so I'm giving you this context because I'm gonna share these identity markers, some of the identity markers that I hold with you. Many of them you will hear as the show progresses. But I wanna give you a little context. And I also want you to know that these things I'm telling you are entire universes. They're shapes and colors and sounds and feelings. And I wanna explore that depth with you. I don't wanna be beholden to a word and other people's projections about what that word means to me. I would rather share with you what that word means to me and let you understand the relationship underneath the word. So, I'm offering these words, but I also ask that you hold them loosely. And, at the end of the day, if you choose to hold me to these identities firmly, it will probably just cause more struggle for you than for me, so... Do as you please, I guess. (laughs) Right now, at this moment in time, as I begin this journey into the show, I feel liquid. I'm arriving to this moment surfacing from a three-year period of extreme physical pain and depression I almost died after giving birth in 2018, and I never got better. Thankfully, thankfully, whew, I am finally receiving care. And I i am lost for words here because it's the first time since I was hospitalized in 2018 that I'm getting medical care. And it's changing my life. It's opening realms of possibility that I thought would not be open to me again in this life uh but still we have a lot more questions than answers about what i'm going what i'm experiencing and what's going on so chronic illness is a huge factor in my life and it's also a huge factor in the show i intended on putting the show out in winter of 2020 and here we are in mid-march of 2021 That's living with a chronic illness. (laughs) So it will show up here, no doubt, in many ways. Along with that experience of chronic illness, capital T trauma in many flavors has also been a defining factor that shaped me in the world. And the story of violence that I experienced began, honestly, when I was in the womb. I have no before moments to reference. And where my story begins isn't even my story. It's in that liminal space where I was sharing a body with another human. And then it continued in my own reality on a separate track. But it started there from the moment of conception. There was no peaceful, uh, non-traumatic moments of my childhood. Sexual, physical, psychological abuse shaped my development in this world. And that led me to eating disorders, drug addiction, toxic relationships, and an overall poor sense of regard for myself, which is not something that, had you known me at younger points in my life, that's not a thing you probably would have said about me because I was very clever with how I disguised the pain that I actually felt. I was very strong and fierce, I was outspoken, I loved being in leadership positions, I was very confident, and also I was in immense pain. And I was extremely depressed, and extremely anxious, and completely overwhelmed, and hurting in ways that I could not speak. All of that is true in my life and, and this is this is the thing that I find myself butting up against, the paradox. When I look back at my life, when I dig into the soil of this moment, I am constantly pulling up roots of paradox. Oh, here it is. This is why this thing, I'm struggling with it. Oh, because... I am not acknowledging the full spectrum of experience that's happening. This is not uh, an experience for me being a human has not been an experience that has consisted of this moment, period, and then this other moment, period, or this emotion, period, and then this other emotion, period. For me, it has all been layered and What I have found is that there is extreme truth revealed in paradox. When there is a depth of pain that exists beyond language and also a depth of joy that exists beyond language. When those experiences are coexisting, for me, I learn about this reality. I learn about being human. I learn about living on this planet. I learn about living in this solar system, in this galaxy. I understand something fundamental about what it means to be alive here. So another and for me is that while I was experiencing some of this intense, there's there's moments for me, there's moments of punctuation where I would say in my In my early teen, my preteen years to teen years is when I was really in my first wave of processing the trauma of my early childhood. That's when I was dealing with drug addiction and eating disorders and uh, just internal really poor regard for myself, very poor boundaries, a lot of sexual energy that I did not hold with any uh, respect for myself and just used it as a tool for manipulation and to get whatever I wanted when I wanted in very unhealthy ways. And I was also introduced to meditation and mindfulness practices when I was 12. So all of those, all of these things were going on, drug addiction and eating disorders and da da da. And I was meditating and rehabilitating from uh, an intense injury this, I'm getting a little lost in tendrils here. I could take you into so many realms, but we'll just say with extreme pain, I also was introduced to tools to process the extreme pain. So this was one of those moments at 12 when I began meditating and began working with mindfulness practices like yoga and breath work and things of that nature. I also had access to art therapy and dance as a toddler. So while I was experiencing some of the most violent trauma, some of the most violent sexual trauma of my life, I also had access to art therapy and movement. And somehow having these parallel threads of trauma and being resourced in creative ways, in mindful ways, in ways that were not directly addressing the trauma but gave me outlets to express what I was experiencing, those things helped me cultivate the mindset that I carry in the world today. And it's what informs everything that I'm doing. So all of these things, again, I hold them loosely. Because a story can change, and it does. Stories change as we grow, as our skills expand. We look back and we understand things differently and the story changes. So I hold this all loosely, but I offer it as context. At this moment, I, I really feel like a newborn. My brain is being reshaped. Literally, (laughs) this is what we're focusing on. I have an incredible team of healthcare providers. I feel so humbled, so grateful to work with such brilliant people who are supporting me physically, emotionally, and mentally as I navigate the impacts of trauma and illness on my body and my life. And in that space, as we address some of the neurological repercussions, I am like a newborn. So much of how I relate to the world is changing. And as this show progresses, you're going to witness that. You're going to witness form returning to my life. And I imagine, based on what is already true in this moment, that the form I am growing into is going to be unlike anything that I have a touch point for right now. So I can't give you a window to that, But I can let you know, I am a baby here. I have lived through a lot of experience. I have lots of wisdom and knowledge to pull from. A lot of lived experience and also, so much of who I am is changing. So much of who I thought I was, I am realizing is the impact of trauma on my life. And as I deconstruct that, this year, I'm also going after skills to support me in relating through difference, but also to support me in just being the human that I desire being, to understand who it is and how it is that I want to be in the world. I'm going to be studying with Dr. Jen McCabe and Katie Meadows starting in April of 2021. And... (laughs) Honestly, and at this moment, I am not even quite sure how to contextualize these skills for you, but I do know that what I'm going to learn with them this year and beyond, because I have a feeling I just based on the little bits of information I've already received from Dr. Jenna McCabe, I have a sense that for the rest of my life, I'm just going to be like, please take my money and teach me all the things that you have inside your brain. That's my sense having not actually studied yet with her, but just received tidbits through people who have studied with her and through her Instagram, and wow, I'm already so impacted. But that said, I have no idea how to contextualize what I'm about to learn, and I know that it for sure will shape and inform the show. So... You're gonna to get to see that happen. That's so fun. I'm <laughs> the language that I have right now is to say that I'm getting skilled. That's what I've got. Um, you're gonna to get to hear me have some conversations with a few a brilliant people who I absolutely adore who have studied with Dr. Jen McCabe and Katie Meadows and the rest of the team at Lead Gather Relate. They've already gotten skilled in the ways of radical relating. They're in leadership now, which is a four-year program. I'm going off on a whole tangent here to give context to say you can listen to the episodes with James Olivia Chu Hillman and Nick Strack and both of these people I hope to have on the show many, many times. And this will give you a little window into the community that I am about to enter into the realm of skills that I'm entering. And then you'll get to hear me going through skills through this show and hopefully onward toward leadership and and the remaining programs that Dr. McCabe offers. So that's that's a thing that's coming in. As I reshape my brain, relating through difference is something I am bringing in the pathways that I'm choosing to build in this time as my brain is soft and malleable. Well, our brains are always soft and malleable. Mine just feels extra squishy right now, so. That's that. No, that's not all of that. There are other things I have to tell you. My pronouns, that's the thing you should probably know. <laughs> Again, I'm holding this all loosely. My pronouns are they, them. Uh, And that's not to say... I don't care. I do care. It means so much to me when people call me by the pronouns that I identify as. And if you want more context around how I'm holding it in a liquid state, listen to episode five, Doesn't It Hurt? That is a shorty episode where I share a poetic musing on my multidimensional relationship to gender And I guarantee you will know me better after listening to that episode. So start there if you're not sure where to start. And then after you listen to that shorty episode, then listen to episode four with James Olivia because it's so good. And obviously, if you're listening to this and the show has 300 episodes, there's probably a gajillion more things to listen to. I can't believe I just said a gajillion. I'm sure there's. (laughs) many other brilliant episodes but as we launch in march of 2021 those two episodes i mean all the episodes are great but those two are holding a real special place for me and i think that you will understand a lot about me and the show by listening to those two episodes in particular all right i'm already at 30 minutes i wanted to keep it under 20 but here we are i like to talk even with notes i'm still trailing off I'm going to try to speed through a few other things just to give you a bit more context and we'll wrap it up. Okay. I work with earth pigments. I harvest ochre. I make paint from it. It's a practice I love, I cherish, and it's one where I choose to remain a student. It's not something I foresee myself teaching. For me, this is a practice of prayer work, healing work, lineage work, and the place where I get to be in the space of not knowing. I savor that opportunity. Any opportunity I have to be a student, to come in with an empty cup, it, it gives me so much. So the likelihood that I will ever teach about earth pigments is very low. For me, this is a space where I really savor being a student. I also really love the role of creative director. It blends so many of my passions and skills and desires into one role. A lot of people ask me what I do. And I'm even, I'm using air quotes on that because I just kind of fucking hate that question. What I do, I do a lot of different things and I can do a lot of different things for money and The thing that brings me the greatest joy these days is being in this role of creative director. I love getting to work on projects with other people, getting to work on creative projects. I love the opportunity to merge my marketing mind and my business knowledge with my experience of movement and visual creation, with my love of strategy and systems, with my work in leadership. I really savor the opportunity to build teams to delegate tasks, to bring a vision to life, through all of these many tendrils of experience and pleasure that I receive, so that's something uh, that I'm enjoying. And right now, I'm doing monthly photo shoots with photographer Jess Purple, who is at We Are Matt and Jess on Instagram. And in these shoots, I get to wear my creative director hat, and oh. We make some visual magic and we go right into flow state with each other. It is so special. It's one of my favorite projects I'm working on right now. And you get to see some of that on Instagram, but even more of it on Patreon. And each month there's a story, there's an emotion, there's an essence behind the theme of the shoot. And this year, 2021, is really a journey through my uh, process of reclamation. So these first two shoots have really been about uh, my journey with physical pain. And this March shoot that we'll be working on this weekend, actually, is um, about intergenerational trauma. And what's to come will be lived in the moment, so you'll have to wait and see, but... There's a lot unfolding here, and it's such a joy. I also put out a free magazine to my mailing list called Feru, where I curate these images I'm creating with Jess, and I pair it with my writing. And the whole objective of this magazine is to offer something to stoke the embers of your own creativity. To be a space that you can open the pages and just moan and enjoy and feel and oh, savor what's in front of you to bring some warmth to a cold day and to blow some wind over those little embers you're holding inside bring a fire to your creative expression the inspiration for this project came last year during a mushroom ceremony. And in the ceremony, I, I was in my backyard. I was looking at these gorgeous cypress trees that feel like guardians on, in my backyard. They're at the edge of the property. And they're on a corner with a palm tree on the side of them. And there's a family of birds that nest there. And in the springtime, they sing the most beautiful songs. And my garden is right below. And my studio is just inside the house. So the windows of my studio look out over the garden and these amazing trees. And I get to hear the birds when I'm making paint. It's like a fucking fairy tale. But in this moment, I wasn't making paint. I was sitting up in the back in this psychedelic prayer meditation And I'm listening to some music that a friend made and watching the birds and looking at the plants and just their absolute majesty. They're like up on this little hill, so they just feel so grand. And this wave of gratitude that came over me for the inspiration that artists bring to the planet to experience these moments and metabolize it into something that we can touch, that we can see, that we can feel, that we can taste, that we can move our bodies to something that brings our senses to life. Whoa. I just was lost the entire day in this gratitude for what it means to be an artist on this planet and how it's possible for us to move our culture forward forward riding the currents of our joy and pleasure and in that space i was overcome with this desire to make an offering that would bring beauty and inspiration to the community so that's where it came from and the first few issues of feru were absolute beasts to make holy shit they had interviews and recipes and so many layers so much information and that is just a perfect visual example of how my brain works how my brain used to work in the past we'll say because it is changing Mm. in the past i would dream big huge and then i would fall flat on my motherfucking face flat on my face because I burned myself out, because I did not have the pathways of understanding to sustain myself with a steady burn instead of a huge raging fire and then nothing. So you get to see that in Feru. And what happened was I put out these three beefy issues, and then I had a huge pain flare and a lot of other things that you'll hear me talk about on the show, and I am just now starting to surface from this mm, six-month period where I could barely move my hands, and Feru was a part of that—a part of this burnt out, burnout that you know just brought up this big flare. But it taught me so much about how to scale my projects and how to really engage with something that's sustainable. This podcast is a result of that, and so Feru, you'll notice the shift in the March issue that's coming out at the end of this month, there is a significant shift. The first three issues have so much content. And then what comes hereafter is really my creative practice being shared with you. So these photo shoots and my own writing. And I'm keeping it much more simple and much more accessible for myself and also for you. Because how oversaturated are we with information these days? The idea of creating a magazine is that you can print it out if you desire or you can use a tablet or something that is not your computer, hopefully, and you can go outside and you can flip through it and you don't have to be interfacing with a website or Instagram or social media in that regard. You can get out of the digital spaces in, in some kind of way. So... In that, I, I also just want the content to be more accessible for all of us. So Ferru is a beautiful, I, I love what this project is, that you get to see it, you get to experience the shift, and and also the permission to start something and change. We get to make that decision. So Fedru is a great place to show that. And... It's uh It goes out to my mailing list, so if you're interested in signing up for that, go to my Instagram at Viana.novis. You'll see my Linktree link there where you can get all of the links to all of the things happening, Feru being one of them. Another place you can get the link is in the show notes for this episode, which is on patreon.com slash Let's talk about Patreon. Patreon is a place where you get to support the show. So for anyone who isn't familiar, Patreon is a place to become a patron of the arts. It's a monthly contribution to creators that you enjoy, and in exchange, you get something. Everyone does it a little different. The way that I run Patreon is that it's an open space Every contribution at any level gets access to all of the things that I have to offer. Contribution levels start at $3. So if you offer $3 or $5, $10, $50, whatever you have to give, you get access to everything. And the reason I structure it that way is because I am interested in cultivating an environment and a community where money does not dictate what we get access to where things are accessible based on your intersections of marginalization, based on what is happening in your life and what is realistic for you. And the invitation within that is to be in integrity with your choice. If you're receiving value from the show and you wanna offer support, what does that look like for you? What's realistic for you? What is an accurate representation of the value you receive that honors what you have what you have to give and what you're receiving from the show I'm leaving that up to you whatever you choose you get access to all the things i have to give you and all the things that i have to give you includes a monthly live session where we meditate as a community and i answer your questions I also have a monthly writing prompt and a monthly creativity exercise. I share behind the scenes updates on projects I'm working on that I'm not talking about publicly, and I also show the full photo sets from these photo shoots with Jess so you get a little sneak peek. On Instagram you get a little sneak peek in Feru, but Patreon is the place where you get to see everything. You get to see the behind the scenes, you get to see us, you know, working on the show or working on the photo shoot. And the finished product. And um, I also welcome questions if you're curious about what fueled it and you want to have more of a dialogue about the shoot. Patreon is the place for that. And oh, let me just take a moment to say a deep, deep thank you to all of my patrons who have been with me since 2020. Y'all have seen me through an intense period of life, and your support means so much to me, so much more than I can articulate, truly. You've helped bring this show to life. Thank you, I'm so grateful. For anyone who wants to come join us on Patreon, if you're considering, "Hmm, should I do it, should I not? Maybe think, would you buy me a cup of coffee? Or maybe more appropriate for me, like a cupcake or a donut. (laughs) I love sweets. So if you would maybe make an offering in some kind of food or beverage realm to say thank you to me, if we had the opportunity, you can do that on Patreon. (laughs) Think of it as buying me a cup of coffee, because very likely you are, as I put the show together. Thank you all, however you support, even if you can't financially contribute, liking the show, subscribing to the show, leaving a review, leaving a rating on iTunes, leave a five-star rating. I mean, anywhere, leave a five-star rating if that's the value you're getting, but if you're considering back and forth between a four and a five-star, like, go for the five-star. Help me get uh, boosting in the ratings. And if you hate the show, you know, just keep it to yourself, maybe, so, like, it doesn't affect my ratings. <laughs> do whatever you're going to do, really. Honestly, at the end of the day, you react how you're going to react. But I would love if you are receiving value from the show to show it in these tangible ways. Subscribing, leaving a review, liking the show. Is that a thing? Y'all, I'm, I actually don't even really know about technology, which you will hear me butt up against over and over on the show. D- can you like a podcast? Is that a thing? I don't know. It's not a thing that I even. I should check that. Subscribe. I know that's a thing. Leave a review. I know that's a thing. Leave a rating. Definitely know that's a thing. And you can also follow me on Instagram. You can share on Instagram and make sure to tag me so I get to see it. I love seeing what you're sharing. All of those things are free ways to support the show, and it means so much to me. And I gotta give a little shout out to some of the folks who have helped make this show possible. Hand Up Studios, based here in Ojai, this show would not be in your ears without Stephanie and Asa. They have helped and and continue to help support all the technical things that I do not understand. Because, hi, you give me rocks, I'll make you paint. You give me a computer, I am lost. I do not know. Stephanie and Asa. They know some things. They know a lot of things that I don't know. So they have helped me make this show. And if you have a desire to make a podcast, you can fulfill that with their help, too they that's what they do at hand up studios. They help produce podcasts. So if you're recording your show and you just need help editing, if you need help getting your RSS feed updated, I don't even really fully know what that means. But thanks to Stephanie and Asa, I don't really need to know what that means. (laughs) They are great. So helpful. So generous. Thank you, Stephanie and Asa hand up studios at hand up studios on Instagram. Also, the music for the show. Let's take a moment to talk about the music for the show. The music was written and recorded by Zaina Carlotta and oh, y'all. Wow. Zaina is phenomenal. I so look forward to having her on the show so you get to hear a little bit more of her perspective in the world. But before then, I just. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So inspired by this brilliant human. She's a visual artist, a musician, Uh, I struggle for words here, an ancestral songkeeper, maybe? I don't know if those are words she would use. Those are words I'm using just as uh, somebody who's received her way of being in the world. And she's about to graduate with a degree in art therapy and has some super inspiring projects in the works. Zaina, having your essence on the show is such an honor every time I listen to the intro my nervous system softens I take a deep breath at first I thought I wanted the music for the show to have a beat to have something that would get people you know in a in a little groove maybe moving their bodies in some way and then I (laughs) I just threw that all out the window and was like no I'm going with Zayna and now I understand why when I listen to this music, my nervous system softens, and that's actually what I hope this show will help you do. Soften, be in your body deeper, calm yourself, slow yourself in the world, and this piece of music sets the tone for me. It's about having fun and and being our full selves, not being super serious and dense, but living in our bodies so we can have fun. <laughs> so we're aware of our boundaries and our desires and where our actual physical needs are. And Zena, you just, I didn't even really have a prompt and you blew me away with what you offered. You just got it. You're living it like in the resonance completely. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Check out Zena on Instagram at Zayna Carlota. Z-E-N-A-C-A-R-L-O-T-A. And the music was mixed by my pod mate, Brendan James Willing, at Be Willing on Instagram, B-W-I-L-L-I-N-G. Oh, Brendan. Brendan also is going to come on the show. We've been locked down together for the last year through the pandemic, and... It has been such an honor to witness Brendan's creative process and his expression and to get to know him through this time. He is engaged to one of my nearest and dearest friends, Darren Hope, who runs Earth Tonics. You're going to hear me gush about Earth Tonics in episode two, uh, so we'll save that for there, but these two folks have just changed this last year for me and brendan being having you be a part of the show is so special i gotta give a shout out to brendan's ep that came out in 2020 see you soon y'all just go listen search brendan james willing on spotify living on grace it's the second track it's my favorite one but it's four songs Put on headphones, go lay in the grass or the snow or the rain or whatever you have or lay in your living room or under your blankets, whatever you've got. I just highly recommend laying down and listening with headphones. It's such a beautiful offering for me. It encapsulated so much of this experience in lockdown. And the first time I listened to it, I just laid on the kitchen floor and cried. (laughs) So beautiful. Brendan, thank you for being a part of the show. It means so much to me. All of the amazing people I've mentioned in the show, you can get their information in the show notes as well as the transcripts for this show and any other info I mentioned, which I can't think about right now because I'm floating off the top of my head now. Y'all, 51 minutes. Come on. I was trying to keep this under 20 This is just how it's going to go. This is why the show is two hours long. I hope you're enjoying it. I'm really grateful you're still listening if you are. Show notes are available on patreon.com slash Novus. They're free. So even if you are not a member of Patreon, if you're not paying, you can still access the show notes. It's free. There is a free public feed with all the show notes. So. Head there if you're looking for links. Otherwise, you can also just scrub backwards and get them. And again, oh, call in. That's another thing. I don't want to forget to share that. I know I mentioned it, but please call in any I would love to hear what you're thinking, how you're experiencing the show, questions you have, stories you have, anything that is coming alive in the wake of what is being offered here. Uh. So call in anytime, 1-833-2-RELATE, that's one 273 5283 Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoy the show. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to share a little piece of my world with you in this way. Abiatou.